go ahead, lift your voice and pray. Continue praying, continue praying. Put your hands together as you pray. Lift your voice, pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. our hands together for the king of kings ah uh, come on that was for jesus you can do better you can put your hands together and make a joyful noise unto the king of kings wonderful i would want you to celebrate and welcome somebody who is sitting next to you at least three people give them a warm welcome into the house of god as you take your seats please thank you you may be seated in the presence of god the choir thank you so much bless you for that thank you yes we are here again to feast would like to thank god for this day it is a beautiful day let's thank him for that let's put our hands together for jesus and just appreciate him for a beautiful morning today wonderful thank you so much i think given the uh, messages that we have had since last sunday and then on thursday which was a review of the Sunday service, a review which was somebody's, <laughs> which was not a review. I think it's good that we keep on sharing, even today, on that same wisdom. Um, I'm here for you today. If you would want me to help you with the little wisdom that I have, I'm here for you. You can direct me. You can lead me. You can show me the place, the area where I can help you in the, this brief moment that we have. If there is anything that you'd want me to help you on, please do so. I'm at your service today. If... Um, 
so especially with regards to the subject even if it is something away from that you have the privilege today you can ask me any question and uh, if I'm able to help I will help you if I need more time to work on your question I'll ask for more time but let's study let's learn let's get imparted let's get improved in our understanding how many of you are here to learn let me see your hand if you enjoy learning thank you thank you also pastor and doctor for such a powerful testimony that you have given thank you for that thank you for that do we have anyone here with a question thank you very much Baba. Uh, we really appreciate you for the life that you are giving us it is such an honor to live during your time because <laughs> okay thank you thank you <laughs> thank you for that thank you too okay let's get into the question straight up <laughs> I know people like always you'd want to thank me and you'd want to testify and to share some of your experiences that's okay but I would want to cover as many of you as I can today so thank you so much for that I receive thank, thank you, you. <laughs> alright Baba uh, the service that you preached on Thursday you touched a certain area about when our pastors were asking on our behalf, one of them was led through the wisdom that you are always sharing with us, to ask about uh, the blood aspect. So my question is, if you said the blood is not that one in color, but the life of Jesus, I really want to know, and I'm sure with other people here present, how do we really get away with our life and have the life of Jesus? What's the arrangement? How do we pray? How do we make that happen? Because I have something in the back of my mind that I carry the blood for my family. But how do I do away with that and have the life of Jesus? Thank you. You get born again you have to be born again and the question of course was very uh, relevant in terms of the blood context the subject was on the blood right from Sunday and then Thursday and my emphasis and my focus was on the life which is the life of Jesus which was in the blood for the life of the flesh is in the blood so and I said on Thursday there was no need for him to bring into the market life 
if the market was already flooded with life. There must have been scarcity in the market and what was lacking in the market was life for him to come that you might have life. So there was no life. There was no life whatsoever which then justifies his introduction of life. him bringing life it's because there was no life even the life that we thought we had it wasn't a life that we were living it was a life that we were dying <clears throat> i have come that you might have life that you might have it in abundance so what you had was not life if it was a life, it was a life that you were not living. It's a life that you were what? Dying. So he comes and he brings a product, and the product is life. In that state that you were in, not in this current state, because you are born again, you already have the life of God in you. What you are lacking now, is the awareness of the life of God that you have received. And not being aware of such a life that you have will forfeit certain benefits that you are supposed to enjoy as a God product. If you get born, by the time that you get born again, you have realized that you were in danger <clears throat> having your own life, which you thought was a life in according to God, that was death. So you have to be born again, and by being born again, you are accepting Jesus. Jesus is supposed to be received. When you get born again, it's a complete renewal of your entire being. Everything has become new. In as much as you can look at situations and you can see, still see that, ah, I had a problem before I got born again. I still have a problem after I'm born again. So what has become new? So the Bible doesn't make sense. What you need to understand is the renewal of your perspective, the renewal of your sight, the renewal of your understanding of life. When that is done, and it is done well, everything after you are born again, becomes new because of the new sight that you have now received the new spirit that you are you now are and then from that moment you must understand now let me just show you this part little a little bit <clears throat> we think that the highest demonstration of the love of God was when 
Jesus died. That's our understanding of love. He loved you to a point of death. And I've never had a preacher who has been able to take me further than that. So far that has been the climax, the zenith, the highest point when it comes to the demonstration of love. There seems to be nothing else beyond that in terms of, I'm talking about his death on the cross. When you look at it, you would think that's the highest until you are taken further. Not many can explain his love beyond just the death. Because we think the death was the highest. So we look at his gift up to the time that he dies. Then we see his love to the extent of the cross. And beyond the cross, there is nothing more that we see. So our understanding of God is as far as death, not as far as life. So hear this now. We are forgetting that we also have liberation struggle heroes that also died. And some of them, they also died, not just for themselves, but for you. How do we compare that to the death that Jesus died for you? Because they seem to be doing the same for you. If that was the highest point where he comes and he dies for you and you've got your forefather who also was in the military who also died for you during, during the struggle, can we compare the two demonstrations of love? If you thought that was the highest point, now we have a scripture in the Bible which says, no greater love than this, that you can lay your life down for your brother. Then he goes on to talk, there's a place where he talks about love being the greatest. That even if I speak in tongues and I have no love, even if I give away everything that I have and I've got no love, not just giving everything that you have, but you the one that is having, if you give yourself to be killed. And then the Bible says, not having love. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. And if I speak in tongues of what? Men. And what? And of angels. Uh -huh. And have not charity. That's love, yes. I am become as sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Yes. And though I have the gift of prophecy. Even if I have a gift of prophecy. And understand all mysteries and all knowledge. There is that possibility of an understanding that you can have today of all knowledge and of, of all mysteries, yes? 
and though I have all faith, all faith is not one. Okay, that's another one. Uh -huh. So that I could remove mountains and have not charity. And not have love, yes. I am nothing. That's nothing, yes. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Which we think is love. Once you do that, you have deceived the entire human race. Because they understand love to the extent of giving everything you have. And yet that can be done outside of love. So your understanding of love, again, is limited. People will celebrate you everywhere based on your generosity, how far you give things to other people. To them, you have qualified their definition of love is that limited. Until you give away your shoe, your jacket, you haven't yet started loving. Yet according to God's definition of love, everything you have can be given away today and you still don't have love. Okay? Now, I want to take you further than the cross. Okay? Uh-huh. And though I give my body to be burnt mm -hmm. and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Now, that's, that's as far as the cross now. If I can also give away, even my having given everything, now I surrender my body to be burnt not having love. So a person can get to that position where you, he can give his entire body like Jesus gave himself to be killed still without love. It's possible. That's scripture. It's possible for a person to give himself to be killed and still not have love. And yet we believe because he gave himself and he died for us. That was the, the demonstration of love. But he's saying that can also be done without love. Though it can be done because of love, but it can also be done outside of love. A person can die. A person can die. Outside of love. You can give yourself to be killed. Yet, when the post-mortem is done spiritually, they will find no traces of love in you, yet you are bent to ashes. So this then complicates our understanding of what love is. Everything that you thought was love can still be done. And there is no love. Including the cross. It means you have to look beyond what was done. Okay, let's look at no, no, no greater love than this. If you can find that, whoever can find that. John 15, 13. Uh -huh. Greater love hath no man than this. Greater love has what? No man. No man, no man has love than this one. To this extent, yes? That a man lay down his 
life mm -hmm. for his friend. For his friend. This is where now the love of God is. It was not just in the death of Jesus. The love of God was in the laying down of a life for a brother to pick it up. can die today for your brother but what you are dying for is the life of your brother so that he lives on you can't make me have your life just by dying for me if you are to die for a brother and then a brother goes on to live his own life, which is not your life. You did not lay your life down for a brother to pick. That's where the difference is. You're noticing this. There's a difference there. Whoever died for you, whoever is your hero, they died, but it's not their life that you're living today. It's your life. The greatest part of love is when Jesus comes and then the shore is not on the death but the life that he would have continued living. He laid it down for a brother to come and pick it up and the brother has to learn to stop living his personal life. And you pick the life that was laid down by God and that becomes your life it's happening at salvation are you following this my brother okay <clears throat> so this is the issue now way most of the people that you meet are having a challenge is at the point where life ought to be picked because it was laid it was not put on a brother it was made available. It was made available, but not many people are living that life simply because it was laid down. No, you have to pick it up. It was one thing for the mantle to fall from Elijah. It was another for Elisha to pick it up. To pick it up. To pick it up. Are you following this? This is critical. This is critical. Because according to God, life was given, though death is still happening. Why? Because the brother is yet to pick the life that was laid down as a demonstration of love. So it's not just the death on the cross that is the ultimate demonstration of love. It is the laying down of a life. The laying down of a life for a brother to come who has surrendered his own life. A brother who has realized that your, your personal life was not a life, it was death. And then you come and then you see the life of another brother 
the life of Jesus laid down for you to pick and then you pick it up. What then that life does, like I said, though I didn't get into what I'm saying now, it washes away your sin and it washes away the sinner. The sinner is God. The you is God. It's now him that lives. Okay? Now, when you are washed away and it is now his life that you are living, which is the life of God, that life of God is not a human life. It is the God life. Okay. How did the mantle, knowing how to surrender what you thought was life, and then you put on the life of God? Elisha knew what to do, that what I have received from Elijah is a jacket. And the jacket ought to be put on. It has to fall. Number one, it fell from heaven. Jesus came from heaven. Okay? Now, it was up to Elisha to know how to locate what he had asked for. All that the father did was to make it reachable. Make it available. You have asked for a double portion of my spirit. Now here comes a jacket. <laughs> what we saw falling from the sky was a jacket. You might not be able to see any portions in that. You ask anyone, it's a jacket. So it means inside of the there was something that we are not able to see. Like the inside of the blood, there is the life of the flesh. Inside of the jacket, there is a portion of the spirit. Okay? So these physical, tangible things like the jacket or the blood, these are... Uh, uh, transmitters okay mm -hmm. these are bridges these physical material things are used to communicate spiritual gifts when life is to be given to you the blood has to be given to you when a spirit is to be given to you the jacket has to be given to you so what accompanies what you see physically is what you can't see. What accompanies what you see physically coming to you is what you can't see. So because Elisha is asked for a double portion of the spirit of his father, now the jacket came down. Now at that time, the jacket is present. It's not in heaven. But Elisha had to pick it up. And number two, Elisha had to expose himself. He took hold took of his off own clothes and his own clothes, his them. own life. He took a hold of his own clothes and what? Rent them in two pieces. That's the decision. That's the moment when you decide. 
having access to the Makandiwa life, taking a hold of that life that you were once dying, that you were dying, and get rid of it because now you have received an inheritance of another jacket because you can't put on that one on top of that one. Okay. It's a moment that most people are not ready for. Because that moment, it's a moment of what? Exposure. It's a moment of nakedness. Not many sons can handle that moment. Because that transition from having your own clothes into having the clothes of your father, there is a moment of nakedness. And it's happening whilst other sons of the prophets are watching across the river Jordan. They are looking at you and not being ashamed. He destroyed what was on his body. Rent, he did not remove, he, he rent. It means he's no longer going back. That was way before he checked even whether the size is going to fit. He rent. So he's saying, my life which was sustaining me, sustaining me up to this point, I'm tired of that. I have to inherit another garment. So this person is not going to resign anytime soon. This person is not thinking of going to another place. No, he's done. He's done. Now he's putting on the life of Elijah. So, and the river Jordan will have a way of knowing that it's no longer you. You see, mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. He said, where is the God of? And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Mm -hmm. And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. Mm -hmm. And Elisha went over. And you will hear soon the rest of the sons of the prophets confirming now that the spirit of Elijah has rested on Elisha. The life of Elijah has rested now on Elisha. Elisha is gone. Elisha is dead. Elijah, not Elijah. Elisha is gone. Elisha is dead. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. So everything that we have seen Elisha do is not Elisha. According to his life, we know him. We know his blood. This miracle is not consistent with the blood. He has inherited another life, but he knew how to put off before putting on. Putting off. This is why when I was ministering, I made sure that I bring you to a place where you hate your blood. 
you must rise up against your genealogy. Those problems that you keep praying against, those problems that you don't want to see, those problems are coming for your life. They are not coming for you. That's part of the life that you so much desire. But knowing how to put off that life and say, from today, it's a good life that I want to live. Huh? It's a God, you have to exercise that. And I've been doing that for years. Receiving it, it's one thing. Having it close to you, it has been made available when he died. What he made available was not his death, it was his life. That's why I'm saying, all of us, we can give ourselves to be bent but you cannot hand over that life to another person for him to live. It will be difficult for you. Ordinary people cannot do that. It's only spiritual people who can do that. Where you come in an entirely new generation and you are being told, this John that you, you see, is that old guy, Elijah. Jesus did not say he looks like him. <laughs> it's him. It's up to you to believe it. You have witnessed an ancient patriarch who came years ago. And he came during your time. If you want to believe it, this is Elijah. It's hard for the person laying, who is laying down his life. It's that part is hard. It's also even harder for the brother to come and pick another life. Especially if you think that you already have a life. Knowing how to rent this life that you have apart. And you decide from today, it is no longer I, but him that lives. You may be seated, please. You may be seated. This is, an, this is an issue of faith. You must have faith in these things that I'm talking to you about. Believe. This is the truth. This is the truth about you. So when people come and they say Jesus lived for 33 years, they've excluded you from his lifespan. He's still alive. He laid down his life so that you pick it up and you live on his behalf. It's him. 
That's why he has been able to prolong his existence from generation to generation by the sharing of life. It's him. It's him. It's him. Any follow-up question on that one? Before I start wandering into other areas. Any follow-up question? If you had something that you say, confusion. Any follow-up question, whether from you or from anyone else? The follow-up question, Baba, is you have lived this life ever since, and the revelation comes to us today. We've been wondering, we've been wondering, and I think this is the problem. Where you are so much ahead, and we don't know these things, and you are living this life. Are, are you complaining? I'm seeing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. Uh, okay, start all over again. The, the, the patience that you have. Start all over again. Let okay. Me. The question, Baba, is the follow up question. You are revealing this to us today, and I know maybe it's because the problem is us, because. We get this opportunity today to ask. Maybe if we had asked back then. You have lived this life ever since. You spoke about how you dropped the Makandiwa life. How you decided to begin to fight against the demons of the family. And you picked this life. But what I'm trying to say is we seem to be so much behind because we are so late to pick these revelations on you. You probably got this revelation years back and you started leaving it. And we are only knowing about you today. It's good what you are saying. I'm still waiting for the question. <laughs> how, how do we fast track? How do we, how do we, how, how do we catch up? Do, do you want to help him? <laughs> who, who wants to help him? He's saying something there. But maybe just so that I know how many of you are in agreement so that I know I'm not just helping one person. If it's just him, maybe I'll just text him a message. Thank and, you, and, Baba. And help you. Uh, I was also thinking of the same. Vasatwa Bunza Pastor. But is it because we're not ready spiritually to receive this? Mm. Uh, is it something that you picked in the spirit? Even if I tell these people, they will not accept to leave their bloods. Or maybe it's at a time it's coming because you've seen spiritual beauty. We are ready to receive and run the life. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah, thank you, my prophet. And uh, I, I believe the Holy Spirit will assist me in the best way I can answer that question uh, to help uh, uh, my, my, my then to go on without wasting time 
I believe the first thing uh, we have to appreciate to God is he gave us a prophet. So that's the baseline that we have to be thankful to God. And in thousands as we are, many as we are, how many have dwelt in becoming a son of a prophet? Closer are we day in, day out, Sunday we are coming, we are having the prophet ministering to us. But spiritually, how many have been born of a prophet of his sons? Was these, of these questions that you are asking, some are clearly answered first when you have been born of a son of a prophet spiritually. Then that's when you start to see the grace that is behind our prophet and our mother just maneuvering easily down to you wherever you are even standing seated backyard there so uh, that, that's 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 part of my uh, answer to, to 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 their question thank you so how, much how much have you done thank you so much for that you just have to be you have to be born you have to be born. <laughs> thank you so so much he really you You helped, you helped me a lot. Thank you. <laughs> you set me free from the jaws. <laughs> okay, any other follow-up question? <laughs> I, I might still come back to these questions. I'm taking them seriously, though. Thank yes. you for this opportunity, my father. It's a further question to the question from our pastor. Yeah. Um, you talked about a bosom, the Abraham's bosom. And I believe there is the bosom of you, my father. So how do we crack into your bosom as, as our prophet? And, you, and as a vote to us, <laughs> you, you have promises about my life specifically that were embedded in you. So how do I crack into you? <laughs> is the bosom and I achieve everything that I that is supposed to be mine. Would you want to help me again? Because I'm <laughs> I'm about to be cranked again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, anyway. <clears throat> okay, let me teach you let me teach you this. Let me let me put it this way. <laughs> if you notice that if you notice, this is not. I'm 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 a person who is so deliberate in 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 being repetitious, and it's consistent. I I, I make I have something new to share yeah. with people every single day. But the reason why I keep on repeating, it is so that people can comprehend. It is for comprehension purposes. You might be hearing what you are hearing today and you think you are hearing it for the first time and yet you are only understanding it today. It's an understanding of it that is coming to you today. When Jesus gave them the power, the ability to understand scriptures, they were not seeing the scriptures, those scriptures for the first time. What is coming today is understanding of a scripture that was read years back, but the disciple had not had 
at that time, his mind opened up to understand. So when you begin to understand today what I've been telling you all along, this supernatural life, the spirit life, the spirit man, that has always been my subject. Life, 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 life. So, so, <clears throat> what is happening today is not happening on my part. It is you now bending and picking the mantle that fell. Are you following this? Uh -huh. She's confirming, he's saying, I have a DVD called This Life. Uh -huh. I know about it. Yes. Community L. Oh. Okay. Okay. Remember, these men were set free from the prison. Chains had fallen. Gates were opening. And they were told, go into the city and preach this life. Talk to people about this life in particular. You might preach every other message, but this life. And we said, this life, what life is that? And we go back, we see doors opening on their own accord. Chains falling from their bodies. And they call it a life. Where you can't be held in chains anymore. It's a life. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. <laughs> it is easy for you to crack into me, break me open and you enter. But the issue now is... Now you have to rent yourselves. You have to open up yours. There are still things about you people that you still have on you that you consider to be your protection. You still have clothes on you. Habits on you. Certain styles. There, may, there are many people that you say they won't do this. Until those things are taken off, and you put on him. It will be impossible for God to offend you. There will be almost nothing that a true man of God can ever do to you that can offend you. There is nothing that God can ever do to you that can offend you if you are him. Those moments where you are offended by a true, I'm not saying every man, some are not, but a true man of God 
when he's executing his duties as a man of God, mm. there is no way that you can ever be offended. Every time there is an offense, it's a reflection of certain parts that are yet to be transfigured into his image. God can never offend you. Because he doesn't do anything to offend himself. So every time God is offending you and something happens in your life and you are complaining to God, you are not happy with God, that part that is not happy with him is not him. That's how you know. In terms of percentages, how far you have been changed. Certain aspects of your life that are still under your custodian. When you have wholly surrendered and you have become him, you will know by less offenses. God can never offend you. He might take away what you love and you join him in celebration. We are, we are improving into becoming that full stature. I, I like the way that you, you, you laid it out in terms of a person being a bozo. And we, that was in reference to, to Abraham. I, I actually enjoy referring to Abraham rather than maybe bringing it closer here. Yes, it's because Abraham is in the Bible. So it's easier for people to. <laughs> Though it is in the Bible way, sleeping with the maid, people don't have a problem with that. <clears throat> you can have a man outside of the Bible who has never slept with a maid who is better than Abraham, but people might not consider him seriously. You have to be in the Bible. <laughs> okay, be seated, please. Be seated. But thank you for bringing that one up. Ha! <laughs> what are these people doing? in a bosom, in a place which was given in terms of the title deeds. The name that you see there on that apartment is Abraham. And people are being accommodated in a bosom that is not even theirs. They are now being accommodated in another man's life being trained for a better life which is more successful, more prosperous, richer than where the poor man is coming from. But taking him from that level of po poverty straight into heaven, the man is going to be killed. Yeah. 
the man will die. He will suffocate. That level of success, it will kill him. He has to, he has to, <coughs> he has to be kept by Abraham for a while so that he gets an understanding of the Abrahamic covenant. You see, people in hell are not in the lake of fire. They are in hell so that they get programmed. They are being prepared for the worst. And people in Abraham's bosom are being prepared for heaven. All these intermediate states are put in place just so that people are preconditioned for greater things to come. Hmm? Abraham is a world of success. People are not even being kept in the bosom of Elijah. They are not being kept in the bosom of Moses, who had all the power to part the Red Sea. They are being kept in the most successful person, guy, in terms of riches. Abraham was not even good at healing the sick. He wasn't good at that. It might be recorded here and there, here and there, just when the king wanted to do some funny things and people got here. But that was not his ministry. He was, an, he was a kingdom. He was a system. He was a nation. And for him to be a nation, he must be able to accommodate citizens. In you, all the nations of the world shall be. In you, if they are to make you their residence, in you, in you, in you, any nation in you shall be blessed. Any nation that makes you their location, they shall be blessed. Any nation that considers you their bosom shall be blessed. Being blessed according to the covenant that Abraham had with God. Okay? So when then when you come to a person who probably is not Abraham, <coughs> but who, who also had a covenant with God, and that covenant with God was the same covenant that God had with Abraham. You are entitled to those same benefits. There is no experience that I'm supposed to have with God that does not become your experience with God. When a man is in another man's bosom and that man who has the bosom is having an experience, <laughs> everyone in his bosom is having that same experience. That's, that is when we want to talk about the bosom. 
But the book of Hebrews talks about the loin. It's another location where Levi was. And Abraham outside was paying tithe. And the Bible says, and even Levi, who was yet to be born, who was in a location called Abraham, he also paid tithe. So I'm talking about if, if a person believes in what I do, he believes in a covenant that I had with God. And if I'm having an experience with God and God is promising me greater things to come, that promise will run through the entire family. <clears throat> it is designed like that. People might, for argument's sake, might argue over that, but reality will stand. God, whenever he would want to set free his people, he would always remind them, because he knew them. I'm sorry, He would always tell them, I will put you into a land that I promised you, not you, that I promised your forefather. I'm doing it to you because it was a promise to your father. And you came out through that same lineage of a covenant. I might not be interested in blessing you today, but because I promised a man, I had a covenant with Abraham. The covenant that Abraham had with God, even the New Testament, even Jesus could not ignore that. He was hanged on the cross so that the blessing of Abraham might also come unto the Gentiles. The same covenant. And then the Bible says, if we are Christ's, then we are Abraham's sons. Are you following this? Yes. So, where you are losing it now, because I know you will always come back to this issue. How come your life seems to be different from my life? You must be that open to me. Hmm? <laughs> yes. You must be that open. Why is there a difference in this area, in that area, in that area, in that area? If I'm here, if I'm an heir of that inheritance, if that's my life that I'm living, which is that life, this life, how come there is a difference? And then I can teach you on that. But it's just that you didn't, you're not asking me that. I no, no. Be seated, please. Yeah. Okay. I say, I my Thank you, the greatest prophet. Before I end up Baba, please the service was awesome. Baba, blood, uh, Baba. Thank you so much. But my question is you say the life of Jesus we have to pick it up mm -hmm. yes and then evidence but Sorry? life young born again you have already entered into that life but the question is I've received Christ but Pandunenda Kunojiratiza is a born again person where I have to manifest it as a born again person 
I see different results. I see different results from those that... Exactly what you have said. We look at you. Thousands are coming, boys. We look at you and you emulate your life. We want to win my different spheres of our life. After preaching to us here, we go out there even in the business arena in the marketplace. But still, we won't give it. Out. We won't blame you because you know that with you it's working. <laughs> <laughs> So, Prophet, my father, help me. Because on Thursday I wanted to jump because Magandi explained us something that I didn't know all along. The life of Jesus is not the color or the watery thing. Because when you are washed, you don't get wet, but you receive a new life. Thank you for Thursday service, Baba. <laughs> then this person start to come now. That you have reviewed this life is possible, but help me, help me to pick okay. this life, even to rent my own life. How do I do that? All right. This is, this is, this is where you, may, you need to make some adjustments. And I want to make sure everyone is listening. Because you, you, you mentioned you gave an example of uh, business. Yes, prophet. Okay. At first you said, when, you, when, I, when I go out to shore, I really wanted to understand where exactly. That's number one. Going out to shore. Proof that I'm born again. I, I would want to believe that you are referring to the world. Yes, prophet. You are referring to the world. Yes. Yes. Okay. You must have an understanding of that. First and foremost, that you, you, you must never be the world. First and foremost, for you to be able to go out into the world, don't be the world. You must be aware of your difference, your uniqueness, and that has to be appreciated enough. Because if you are the world, you are not going anywhere. You are where you are. You are that. And there is no difference. They will never look at you and wonder because they have been seeing that on them. So you must understand that you are different. Okay? Yes, bro. Thank now, you. this is the understanding that has given me this life. Because you mentioned business, let me try to help you a little bit on that. If it's a financial crisis that you are having, the financial crisis, which is a financial struggle, <clears throat> the financial struggle will never result in a spiritual struggle. Though without money sometimes, without sufficient finances, you notice that you are struggling in your spirit. 
And most people, they'll believe because I'm struggling in the spirit because I'm struggling financially. If it's a financial struggle, a financial struggle will not result in a spiritual struggle. It is a spiritual struggle that will result in a financial struggle. Now, let me help you understand that. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Because you know, you know what is happening? You know, because you are thinking that if things were better for me physically, I would have been high up there in the spirit. But if you were really high up there in the spirit, not having a struggle there in the spirit, you would not have had a struggle in the fin by finances, I'm not, don't be limited. I've, I've helped you on this. Please, be delivered from cash. Now, if you are having a financial struggle, and then it ends up resulting as a what? Spiritual struggle. The problem is you are going to try and adjust your finances in an attempt to adjust your spirituality. So you will try by all means to balance your books instead of balancing your spirit. Because right up until today, no man can cite can reference a billionaire who is not spiritually sensitive. Because that's where people might want to compare you to the to somebody who is not born again and say, but how come that one? They don't go to church, they don't pay tithe, but yet they are billionaires. You don't understand spirituality. You think spirituality is church. Okay. All right. So, but that doctrine is dangerous. You know, this, this Makandawa's doctrine is dangerous. Why? Because are you saying that for you to know that this guy is spiritually strong, you must see money? Who said money? Who, who, where did I say money? That is why sometimes when you commit to listening to me, commit. You really have to commit. Because there is consistency in what I say. Somebody might say, so are you saying if, if, a, if a person is poor and is broke, he's not spiritually mature? Let me help you. He, he can be spiritually mature and be broke. There is a law in the spirit that governs that economy. And that law cannot be broken once you are proven mature in the spirit. The reason why you would want to believe that ah, that guy is so mature in the spirit, yet he is broke physically, you are, you, are, you, are, you are rating his maturity, spiritual maturity, based on maybe healing the sick, maybe prophesying, yet that has nothing to do with maturity. How, do you, how can you even prove 
that the guy who is broke financially is mature spiritually look at your shallowness you are looking at the gifts you are looking maybe at the calling down of fire from heaven all those are never based on the maturity of the spirit of a man I've told you before the king was drunk and the hand of God came that you have never seen you you have never tasted alcohol Yet you have fasted, you have prayed for hours and hours. Somebody got a, a, a drink to have an experience that you are fasting for. God came to him. God came to him. He did something bad, something illegal according to the kingdom of God and that attracted a supernatural experience. You are doing everything right. No hand is coming. <laughs> hmm? Now, how do you measure spirituality? Because none of the instruments that you have in the lab can test that. You cannot wear the weight of the spirit of a man. So before you make a conclusion and you bring a guy here who was so explosive spiritually and then you see that he was broke financially and you say and you make that a standard you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. So how do I know that if you correct things in the spirit, you have corrected things in the physical? I've said this and I'll say it again. Every time in the Bible, the enemy would come against Israel and plunder them economically it was as a result of their spiritual life with God that the devil had plundered hear this hear this every time they would stay away from their spiritual rituals it would affect even the heavens the water that comes down to water their physical economy would not come down. Because of what you have done, it would not rain for three and a half years until your spirituality is corrected. You see now? Their relationship with God, th these people were not supposed to come up with new inventions and do irrigation. When the water stops falling, they would check their spirituality that has fallen. And when that is corrected economically, Israel would be restored. Are you following this? 
It's so consistent throughout scriptures that if something is wrong in the spirit of a Jewish guy, it will reflect in his business. Talk to any rabbi, any rabbi. If that rabbi is, if he knows what he's doing, it's not just beards. If he knows exactly what he's doing, he will tell you, a Jewish guy, that's why they control the, the majority of the wealth in most cities that you enter. They don't control money and economies from economies. They, they, <laughs> they've mastered the spirit. Mastery over the spirit is what gives you mastery over the finances. By finances, I'm covering every aspect of your well-being. Let me explain that a little bit. Follow this. So where you're saying, where you're saying, we, we, are, we are different. It's, is that based on, okay, start to compare, not because you said all of us, we are coming here to listen to you and so on, as if this is a mark of success. Having so many people coming <laughs> and, and listening to me. This can happen to a man who is not mature spiritually. They can gather around a child. Even when a baby is born, people gather. Even if you die, people gather. So this cannot be a mark of success. How do you measure my success against your success? What are you referring to? I would love to know that so that I can help you specifically. Because your scale is faulty. Your measurements in most cases are wrong. Do you know that you might be living a life that I'm believing God for? shaking his head. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Your understanding of life, where you're failing now, where, where you need to make adjustments, let me give you where you need to make adjustments. What I did, what you're not doing. This is my understanding. It's my personal understanding that I'm now sharing with, with you with all of you here. Hear this. I know it. First of all, what I managed to do was to believe Jesus, to believe that Jesus is bigger, greater than even the Bible. And I believe him. Okay. Now, if, if, you, if you believe that Jesus is real, it is that same belief that will make everything that he says real. Okay? 
And when Jesus says that, whenever you have a need, when you pray, believe that ye receive and ye shall have, have them. Therefore I say unto you, uh -huh. what yes. things, Math, Mark 11 verse 24. Mark 11 verse, verse 24. Therefore, therefore I say unto you, we say, Jesus, we say, Jesus. Listen to this brothers and sisters, be careful. Here, this is a man that you have said to me that you believe in, and he's about to say. You can't be looking up, you can't be thinking of your somebody. This is Jesus that you have believed, who is about to say. And he said, what? Therefore I say unto you, what? I say unto you, uh -huh. what things soever, what Things. Things. He's never against things. Forget about every rubbish that you've heard from preachers. Listen to him. He's saying whatsoever things. And how many things? Whatsoever. Whatsoever. Don't be restricted. Don't be limited by any book that you come across or by any song. If it's a thing, whatsoever, in whatever form, he's about to talk to you about things. Are you listening to me? Yes. Uh -huh. What things soever ye desire, as long as the thing can be a thing enough to be desired, by you. What you'll never have is what your desire can never desire. As long as you can desire a thing, your master is not asking you that the day that you desire the thing, go for deliverance. You have a demon of greed. No. He's saying whatsoever thing, that whatever you desire, there is a realm of desire which needs to be mastered. Because some of the things that you see me do today was once a desire. I told some pastors that sometimes I'd go up to three to four hours every day before I sleep, not praying, but desiring. The, I'm telling you of a time that I had where I would lean on the floor. There wasn't any bed. Before I sleep, I would make sure that I've spent enough time in desiring an outcome. 
what I would see happening there are miracles. The healing of the sick. And you know, that thing is, that exercise is not easy. Because the moment you begin to see yourself walking into the place and then you start praying for people, something else comes. You are taken to a different location and the story changes. But being able to summon yourself back to the desire and ponder on that same matter long enough. It's a principle of success that was even given to Joshua. If you can meditate upon this law, this book of the law, day and night. And, night. and God said you shall make your way what? Prosperous. Come, come, come close to me and stand over here. Let me, let me educate you. Let me educate you. <laughs> Meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for then after that, thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. You will have good success after that. So be seated, please. Be seated. Be seated. We are, we are just on... So I'm just trying to show you my understanding. I no longer have conflicting ideas in me concerning God's willingness to prosper me. There is no more argument in me. That's the battle that is raging in most of you now. You are still wondering if I can, if I can seek for it and not find it. It means God is not interested in me having it. Wrong! It's an idea that we have that if God doesn't give it to you, it means maybe, maybe, we think that maybe, it means maybe I'm not yet ready for it. Yet really what made you ready was the ability to desire. Now, hear this. You will not have it simply because you have desired it. There is a long enough, it's an egg Okay? It's an egg that has come out of the chicken, out of the hen. But it cannot hatch. That's not hatching. There must be the willingness of the mother to sacrifice time. Huh? When others are busy chasing flies huh? and maggots, and worms. You will see them. You'll be seeing others out there. Enjoying themselves, but you have to sacrifice and hoover upon an idea. When I was doing that, people of my age were enjoying. that I've sacrificed. I have things that I've said I will not do. That people of my age are doing in ministries. Can you stay long enough on the egg, on the idea, on the desire? Be seated please. Be seated. So then I remind you again. I remind you again before God said let there be light there was the Holy Ghost first where? Ah. 
hovering upon the face of the deep. What was he doing? He was brooding upon the egg called what? Earth. Earth. Before trees could pop out of the egg, there was need for the mother hen, the Holy Ghost, to hover upon. The Bible doesn't tell us for how long. So when God now finally comes and you see him putting hands in his pockets and he's saying, let there be, you would think it's starting today. It's after the Holy Ghost had hovered long enough upon God's idea to create. Are you following me? Are you following me? Are you following me? Now, please be seated. Be seated. Be seated. I've gone through scriptures to try and try to find out if I'm not having it, having asked for it, is it because I'm not qualified for it? Huh? Is God trying to protect me by not giving me the money? Is it every time that because of God's love, he will not give you what you ask for? And then I find out that was it God's idea for Israel to have a king? It was not. And yet they asked for a king. And God gave them the king. So why am I not having? There mustn't be that contradiction. Hmm? The, the contradiction, you must deal with that. You are still wondering, I think maybe my desires are just I need, I need God to help me I don't think I don't think, I think they must, hear me hear me whatsoever thing uh-huh. what things soever ye desire when ye, when ye pray, believe believe and that ye receive them now and i told you that the desire there it's either it's a desire that made you to pray or it's a desire that came when you were praying read it again what things soever ye desire when ye pray whatsoever thing you desire when ye pray to to, to hey look, look, look at this it's either you had a desire and then you went to pray because you had a desire or you were praying without a desire then you you received a desire of a thing as you were praying <clears throat> hear this so if you were to ask me uh, Makandio so when you are when you are praying when you are praying tell me are there moments when you get into prayer because you had a desire or there are moments when you pray because you are in need of a desire because sometimes i'm aware of my inability to desire properly so what do i do i present myself before what I perceive to be the presence of God, who is forever present with me. And then I'm, when I pray, and then I capture 
a desire and my mind gets flooded with a thought and it overpowers even my intercession that I can no longer speak. I'm seeing this mental image that has suddenly arrested me. I might not have to fight it as a demon that has come to stop me from prayer. No. I must understand the power of a desire when it comes. When you are praying and you desire. In most of the cases, when the desire comes, it's unlike the desire that you had before prayer. And also it takes <laughs> some spiritual level of understanding to also know whether that desire came outside of prayer and then you went, you carried the desire into prayer. That's, that is if you understand what, it, what prayer is and where it starts from. So you might have a desire. Usually when it comes whilst you are praying, you are not being asked by Lord to desire so that the desire will come. The desire would have come. You are not desiring a thing to come. You are desiring a thing that is actually what? You now have it. It has arrived. But it will come in form of a thought. I'm trying to show you, because you want to, you want to see results that I've seen. There is no time that I've ever, I, I can't just come to you and pray for you and wait to see what happens afterwards. That is what everyone else is doing. I can't do that. Yes. I must have seen, I have the privilege, I have access into minutes from now. What you call the future is someone's what? Present. So if it's my present, what you're waiting to see, I must see it now. So I know exactly what God is going to do to the sick even before I pray. Because it's not my prayer that will heal the sick. It's not. Let me, let me, let me. So, come close and stand over here. So when, when you, be seated please, be seated, be seated, be seated. So when you pray, when ye pray, believe, believe, believe. What, what are you supposed to believe? That ye receive them. Th believe that ye receive them. There is, we have a situation now at this point. I don't understand the meaning of those two words. How come? I'm being told to desire during prayer and believe. And then when I believe, I will receive. But there's something that comes after receiving, which is having. You might have not seen that. You believe that you receive and you shall have. And you shall have them. Uh, read it again. <laughs> when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. I thought I had it when I received it. So to, to try and educate you today, 
that you have so many things that you have received that you are yet to have. So your poverty is not in you not having received. It is in you not having what? Gotten. Because there is this aspect. Because they sound the same. They sound the How can I receive? And still not have it. I'm listening to this because it's not, this is not you who wrote this. It's him. So I take this seriously. Where is the difference? Are you telling me there are people here today that have received and they don't have what they've received? They can't show it to you, yet they have received it. You can't see it on them, yet they have received it. Talk to me about that. Because you're measuring your poverty right now based on what you think you don't have. What you think you never received. Having it, it's another. Okay, read it again. When ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. You know, do you know according to God, as long as it is confirmed that an idea is given, it has come to you, and you have received a dream, is done. If it's a dream of a house that you have received, (laughs) his part in terms of giving is done. When the mantle fell from Elijah, because now it is within Elisha's reach. Because the earth has received it. Elisha, there is an assumption that Elisha has what? Received it. But he doesn't have it until he picks it up. There are things that you have received that you don't have. Because you don't know what it takes to have. Having, having, having calls for an extra ability. It's a lordship anointing. It's an ownership anointing. Bigger than receiving ability. That's why many people can receive and what they receive, they lose. What makes them lose having received? They only had sufficient grace to receive. And not sufficient grace to what to keep to have. 
So they fluctuate money today. Struggling tomorrow. Struggling tomorrow. Ascending today. Falling tomorrow. Up and down, up and down, up and down. And they comfort themselves and they say, that's life. Life is like that. It's ups and what? And they call it a what? A life. Are you following me? Now, what is it? So I moved from that level of receiving into having. So I began to do a research, wanting to investigate and to take an inventory of what I have received so far, and I realized that I have already been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So what, what am I supposed then to do to have? It's like a father. You have done everything. You have established an empire for your children. And you know, even if they are going to squander, they are going to live on this. As children are being born, they are already being born having received an inheritance. But it, it, it will take them time to have it. Because maturity calls for having or having calls for maturity. As long as a child is still a child, he differeth not from a what? A slave or a servant. So what is stopping a child from having access to his inheritance is what? Immaturity. Okay. But is he, did, did, did the child not receive the mantle is within his reach, but he's not having it until he matures. So I'm bringing you back now to the issue of maturing in the spirit. Now, as long as the devil can convince you that not having cash in your pocket is poverty, you, you'll be enslaved forever. Your definition of lack, if you allow U.S. dollar to define your position in terms of prosperity, if you allow money, what you call money, if you allow something as small as that, looking at the life that you have, which is the life of God, and you allow something as miserable as U.S. dollar, to come and give you a status. And money tells you that you are broke because you don't have me. And both you and God, you are being told by money that you are broke because you don't have me. That's one thing that I know that will cause your delay in terms of spiritual maturity and ascending, even financially. Your understanding some of us this is the reason why we would give like we had lost our minds the giving was for what purpose not allowing money not allowing cash to decide my status you are, you are, you are, you are giving money away to prove to money 
It's a gospel to money, not about money, to money. That you don't have what it takes to define me financially. Are you, are you listening to this? It's a preaching, it's a sermon to money. When you give it away. Please, follow this. Please, clear your face, clear your face first. Yes, it's okay, it's okay. Please, please wipe that, wipe that, wipe that. Be seated, please, be seated, be seated. Be seated. You know, if I join you in what you are doing, I won't, I won't talk to you. You won't get, you won't then hear what I'm saying. Yes, listen to what I'm saying. So, when you desire a thing, it is by God's given ability that you are even able to desire. That is not the devil at work in your life. God is not against your success. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. Full stop. He's delighted. When you prosper as his people, that pleasures him. Unless he's a false god. So, so when I desire, I must believe that I what? I receive. That you receive them and ye have them. And you will have them. Now, what you need to understand now is when God has given you an idea, okay, and the idea is not giving you money, what you need to start to investigate now is the idea for the idea. If the idea that you got from God is not giving you bread, there is need for an idea for that idea, which is the improvement of the idea, the development of the idea. You were given an idea by God the same way that God gave you a baby that cannot walk. And you worked on the baby until the baby is running up and down. So dreams sometimes they come in that form. Most of the people here that are waiting for an idea from God, they've already received. What they are simply not doing is receiving further ideas on how to work on that one idea. To nature, dwell there, spend time, focus. Make that your child that you have received, yet you are not yet having. You can't say, if you want a cup of uh, coffee, 
and your daughter is some few months old, you simply have to rise to your feet and make your own cup of what? In the presence of a what? A daughter. Did you? Uh, I have a daughter which is few months old. I have a daughter. Uh, no problem. I, yes. No, no, no. I'm just giving. Yes, no, no. But we she are prophesying. But I she can she can she she cannot make coffee for me. Okay. I have to now, yet you have received yes, a daughter. Yes. Yet you can't have a cup of coffee. Yes. Now, the issue now is with what you have received, working on what you have received. Until you get into the realm of heaven, when this now starts giving you back this, it has an ability, this thing has an ability to look after you, but not at the point of receiving it. Not at the point of receiving it. There is a time that is coming where you realize heaven. You will sit with your visitors at the table and not having to go and cook, you will sit because now you are saying to them, I have a daughter. Yes. At that time, you would have worked, worked, and worked on what was once a desire. You are not succeeding in life, you are not prospering in life, not because you, you lack the ability to prosper, but you are all over the place. Guys, you are all over the place. Because some of you are saying, I'm trying everything, nothing is working. That's why nothing is ever going to work. Why? You are trying everything. If you are a Moses, your calling is to the children of Israel. If you are a Jonah, your calling is to who? Ninevites. You, you, you must understand where God has called. You are, you are born for a particular idea. Not for every idea. The discovery of your central part. Hmm? The core of your being of your existence when you discover that and you make that your focus remember we were called according to his purpose that's Romans chapter 8 verse number 28 okay look at it so that you understand so that because it's according to his purpose that he called you and we know that all things work together all things work together for good for good to them that love God uh -huh. to them who, who are, are the called According to his purpose. Your purpose? His, his purpose. Because it's not, you lost your life. It is, it's his life now. If it is his life, it has to be his purpose. So you don't have to convince God to finance his own project. Why is he not interested in me having the money if I am his project. So instead of trying to convince him to give me money, I simply have to adjust and make sure that I'm according to his purpose. 
I'm his assignment. I'm his venture. I'm God's idea. I'm God's business. Hello? Sit down, please. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. So, I know God is not against me. He's not against what I'm doing. He wants me to look after my family and to overflow and look after other people. He wants me to achieve that. He's not against that. So what do I do? I must be given an idea on how to achieve that. And once the idea has come, according to God, you have received. Yet you're not having. What you're having probably is a dream that you can't drive. It's a dream that you cannot stay in. It's a dream. It's a wife in a dream that you cannot marry. Until you know what it takes to have. So you must believe that when you are praying, you are in a place of receiving. When you are praying, you are in a place of receiving. And you leave the building not having, yet having received. Because what you have received is not something that you can touch. That's the having that is there. It's a physical having. The having of what you have received spiritually, having it physically, touching it. That takes a level of dedication. I'm on that until I start seeing results. Huh? Until I start seeing what? Results. What sort of a situation would I want to have mastery over and I ponder on that situation long enough by the life of God? Hmm. By the life of God. By the life, yes, by the life of God. I've now ascended. I'm no longer at the level of, at the level where, at which you pray so that you can get God to do anything for you. You are now at a level where you now, you have a mentality, you know that I can never be allowed by God to desire the non-existent. It's a level in the spirit where you know, because I'm praying, I will not get God to do anything. I'm praying so that I can realize what he has done already. And at that level, prayer will not make God do anything. Prayer will make you do something. You will make money prayerfully. 
you, you run a business prayerfully, it's, it's no longer God that you are sending on an errand to do things for you because you have prayed. You must have an understanding. God never, he will never allow your thought, your mind to grasp an idea that is non-existent. He will not allow that. He made sure that he programmed you in a way that you will not desire what he is not capable to provide. Because he has what? Already provided. So he makes sure that before you desire any desire that you catch, it's not a desire that is just coming from your mind. It's actually the communication of what you are desiring. It's what you desire that is talking to you. It's what you are desiring, which is already present. If it's a gift that you desire, the gift is talking to you and you think it's a desire. The thing is already there. It's a communication between you and what you are desiring. That's the language of things. So God will not allow you to desire what has not already been what? Delivered. It's there. So that belief, according to me, gives me an assurance that what I'm asking for is there. It's there. Anything that, if you open your mouth right now and you just shout anything, as long as you, if God allows you to conceive it, to desire it, you know it's already in existence. It's a realm. Why am I so sure? Because thought is a realm of what existence. Nothing, every product that you are consuming today from the books that you are writing, the watch, the chair that you are sitting on, the clothes, everything was a thought. Everything that you see that people are manufacturing today, it had to be manufactured at a thought level. Nothing is supposed to have its first existence in the physical. Nothing is allowed. It has to exist in your thought. This thing must consume you. You must desire the desire until you become the desire that you desire. Be one with your desire. That's exactly what Paul meant when he said, I press towards the mark, forgetting the things that are behind. That's focus. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ uh -huh. Jesus. Philippians? Philippians 3.14. I what? I press towards the mark. There's a pressing there. And there is a mark once the mark is established, there is a pressing that is required. Why should you press if there is no resistance? There will be other thoughts and other ideas calling for your attention. Come and try this, come and try that, come and try. <laughs> Once there is a mark, you have to focus. This is what causes an arrow to miss if the wind is blowing, even a bullet. The path of the bullet is affected even by the wind that you can't see. Spiritual things that can divert you. 
Things that you can't see can divert your focus. At the point of heaven, you are diverted. You start on a completely new path. Yet the business that you were trying to build, you were almost getting to a point where you get endorsed by the heavens as an authority. And then you are invited to the valley of honor. By Tobiah and Sanballat. But because the man was focused, Nehemiah, Nehemiah said, I cannot stop working on the project and get down to the valley. My focus is to go up, build the wall. My direction is upwards. I am the head and not the tail. I'm going forward and not backwards. <clears throat> and you, that business can sometimes for years. This is where I sit down. Sit down. I'm almost, I'm almost closing. I'm almost closing. Ha! Wonderful. You can have a business that comes, God gives you the business. Sit down. Sit down, please. Sit down. As long as cash is your only focus, you can have a business for seven years. Trying to run a business and then the business is not giving you any cash but giving you a lot of money. Okay? Prophet, no, no, no. you are a prophet. No, leave, 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 uh, remove the microphone. Ah, 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 ah. Hear this. Hear this. Do you understand money when it comes? Because God sometimes allows you to venture on a challenging idea that you, at the middle of it, you are wondering, is this my size? Ndatana. Sandino. Shikira. Ere. Maybe I was just over zealous. And for seven years, you don't get anything in terms of cash. But what that idea has made you to become. That development of self by the idea is financial. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. The challenge now is you, you have to be in agreement, especially having started, tried to start a business when you already have a partner, what you're calling a life partner. And you're partnering on a life that is not a life of God, and you have a life partner. You, 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 you then have to, there is a struggle. There is a struggle there. Because what you're seeing probably as a man in terms of a project that you want to do, no, you, you know there's an opportunity there. And our money is tied over here. Hmm. How, do you, how, do you, how do you crack the Abrahamic uh, bosom? How do you... 
because you are, you are the only visionary in the house and your life partner is just partnered with your life but not with the vision. How do you convince her to sell the car? And put the money into the business. Because maybe God wants to make you the CEO of the organization, but you are not a salesperson. And you think that's not my line. I have nothing to do with selling. And yet it, the idea needs to be sold to one person. First of all, your wife. She's not saying no to an idea. Probably she's saying no to you. She's not against the vision. She's against the visionary. She's not sure of the visionary. She's so sure of the vision. But what you are saying, my husband, what you are telling me, it works. I know it. She knows it works. But she's not sure of the visionary now. Now, to bring that to a closure where you can now say, let's agree. This is our way forward. We have to press towards that one mark. That's where you then realize that, hey, you, you have something else, you have another business to run. Apart from just the business. You have another business that you started and you are not even aware. It's a what? It's a business. So now, when you desire, and a desire has come, and I've received, but I'm not having, you need now to start thinking along the same lines of the ponder on the desire that you have received. These are many thoughts that will start to come because of a major desire or a major idea that God has given you. Along the way, God is bringing little, little ideas so that that big idea can feast on. It has to eat on little ideas. You must be consumed. It will be almost impossible for you to become a billionaire if you have never read a book by a billionaire. You must start loving books, what they have said. Any preacher, any, any speaker, whether motivational speaker or whatever, that you are listening to, you know once you have that thing on and your YouTube is doing like this, and somebody comes out and is saying whatever he's saying, already it's, it's consuming data, right? While is that person is talking, if you were smart enough, you must be aware there is another better person at that same time. Who is saying something that makes more sense than this? Go for the best. Go for people that have achieved. We were all made by God, but we are different. You can't have a billionaire releasing a statement and you don't want to hear that. And you don't want to hear that. 
Some of you, it's because you only believe in your heart, in your man of God. Unless it is Matthew chapter number 4, verse 16. You don't want to listen to anything. It has to be biblical. Biblical. Your life will ascend to the level of your man of God. Anything that he doesn't know will become your possession. You will be bound by his ignorance. What are those successful business people saying? Let me come to your house today. Show me the videos that you're watching. Let's go through your history on, on Google. Let's see what you've been watching. You will succeed based on those laws. You know according to the principle of health, you are what you eat. What you eat becomes you. And I've said it at some point during our, some of this, I was, saying, I was, taking, I was talking about <laughs> the changes that what was once a chicken can be a human being today. Now, you see, it's difficult for you now to believe, but we, we already agreed that you are, what, what, you are what, what you eat. You are what you eat. What you eat becomes you. If what you ate was a chicken. I'm talking about studying. Research. When you do a research, hear me, child of God, all of you listening to me, when you are researching, you are eliminating doubts. And you are increasing your confidence. That one, you might not have it in prayer, you have to research. So, why should I pray? You are praying so that you are led by prayer to authentic sources. Are you following me? You will walk into any venture because you are now confident of the idea. You know what you are supposed to do. You have taken away every doubt. That's the reason for research. Research, 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 research. Research, 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 research. Do you have time for that? Whatever it is that you're asking God for right now, if you are to name it, I'm going to ask you, tell me what you know about it. You are limited. Are you following this? Yes. Eat books.
It cannot just be the Bible alone. There are other books which are not Bibles, which are there to interpret the Bible so that you understand what you are reading. So why, why should I be reading the Bible then? So that when you come across error, it is your understanding of the Bible that will actually give you guidance. You, you understand. You know where to go for, for correct information. The Bible will direct you. Are you following this? So I'm trying to help you understand now where the difference is. Look at my understanding. Huh? Huh? What is it's rich? rich. Is it, your is it, your it, understanding is rich. It's deep when you go and to... And the, the, rich, the rich is the understanding, right? Yes. Yeah. Your understanding. It's not cash. Yeah. Those are rich understanding. Understanding. Those are riches. Those are riches. You have received, yet you don't have it. Can you feed what you've received? Can you groom it? Can you mentor your ideas? Bring them to a place of manifestation and realization and fruition. Can you raise an idea? Can you? Can you? Can you? I'd rather listen to a billionaire telling me nonsense. Who knows? Don't be too quick to say, mm -hmm, this doesn't make sense. The guy is a billionaire, my, 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 my sister. Ah. <laughs> sense. You, you can see something that doesn't make sense at your, and, and, and Look at what your sense has brought you to now. I would rather listen to somebody who has achieved. And when I listen, those, some of those principles, in as much as they are biblical, those people are practicalizing spiritual principles that are written in the Bible. So you have to work on that. And you say, any idea that I've received so far, and I'm waiting for God to give me a fresh idea, but the old one, what have I done? What have you done? Because we, we are thinking that there's going to be a new idea. People's needs are going to remain people's needs. What has been desired by people, they will keep on desiring that. All you need to do is to improve on the idea. Improve on the idea. Improve on the idea. I'm not coming here just to tell you things that I'm not, I'm not doing. No? No, 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 no. If I tell you spiritual things, I'm doing those spiritual things. If I tell you physical things, it's because I'm doing those physical things. I don't know if you're getting me. Yes. Physical things can be done spiritually, like I've told you. 
So your, your attempt now to wonder, and people, what they do now is, when they see that I'm lacking in this area, let me improve. What they improve now is what probably is just their physical academics, which helps you to a certain extent in terms of your spirituality, though, because knowledge is spiritual. But developing your spirituality, raising it up to a certain standard, which will cause water to rain physically because now you are in good books with God. What you are thinking, my spirituality is being affected by my financial life. That's not true. You correct your spiritual life. Okay? You correct, I'm talking to everyone, you correct your spirituality and then you observe if you do it right, if you know how to mature in the spirit and you do it right. You see, Joshua was told to observe right and to do. all things. It wasn't just about meditation and to do all things that are written therein. If you mature in the spirit and you know how to run a business from a spiritual point of view and you descend from there like an ego, coming to pick you off physical life. <laughs> and you have, you have enough sharpened claws. Your flesh is very little to look after. That, sh that should not be your problem. You're, you're, you have one body to feed. If you have got four children, what is four? What is four houses? Business can be run at a level where you buy a house every month. You, you, you get to a level in life where you don't plan. You don't plan to say we are going to buy a... No. No. It's a level, it's a level, ladies and gentlemen, it's a level where you no longer tell your money what to do, your money tells you what to do. These things are already in existence. What are you afraid of? That your wrong friend that is spoiling your understanding of the power of God. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have received. I said believe that you have what? Am I helping somebody here? Yes. Yes. 
Am I helping somebody here? Am I helping somebody here? Am I helping somebody here? I will not, I will not, I will not respect you. That's why if I realize that your money, your life is being defined by cash, I lose respect for you. I lose respect. Even if you are going to, whatever you do, if I'm going to study you, that's the part that I study. And I say, now that I've learned from you, whether it's your book, I will see things that I will say, this one, I don't want to be like you. Money, cash is too small to define a life. Don't overpower, outgrow the power of cash. And you know the life of a man does not consist in the things that he possesses. Possessions, whatever you can have physically, cannot define who you are. It is up to me to define what I have. It is up to me, it is within my power to define what a house is. It is in my power to define what a car is. Unless I define a car, it's not a car. That's my power given to me, but not to be defined, but to define. That's authority in the spirit. That is authority in the spirit. What are you thinking of today? With the life of God, what are you thinking as God? Which is impossible. Think about it. Think about it. Think about the impossible as God. Did he not say, for with God, all things. Yeah. Why is God included in the thinking? Why is God included in the happening? As long as God is a part of it, nothing shall be impossible. Everything impossible. You are doing it yourself with your human life. And life will be so difficult. But with God, with the life of God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. nothing. We are at that level where we want to really investigate is there any charm left in the kingdom of darkness? Is there any lightning available that can strike you? Impossible. 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 You are that strong. You are that powerful. And that energy of God within you is an asset. Those are properties of power. You are not weak. Start numbering those things. You have God in you. The hope of glory. Not the hope of shame. The hope of glory. Where is God today? Where is God now? Where is God now? And the Bible says you have riches, treasure. Where? Earthen vessel. So who is poor here? You are not poor. You are not broke. 
And the moment you start appreciating what you carry in the inside, you realize that you are, you are, you are, you are, a, you are a massive guy. You, you, you can't be played with. You are a massive guy. Too big. The devil cannot handle you. So, we are in a season where you are beginning to have what you have already received. Your descendants will never beg for bread. Your children shall never be called homeless. You are part of this inheritance. You are a member of this covenant. You will never be defeated in life. I, I, decree, this, I decree this over your life. You will never be defeated again. From this place, the life that you live is the Zoe, the life of God. The life, put your hands together, the life of God. You can do better than that. Put your hands. Would you want to would you want to preach a sermon to money? Yes. Not about money to money. Yes. What is the sermon? Yes. What is the sermon? Yes. And what are you telling money? It's not coming even the ministry for your own information is it's not defined by what you give you know it my father was telling you we we closed ministry for during covid for how many years and look at our staff look at our pastors they were being paid no church there was no church there was no offering there He still wants to confirm something. <laughs> my daughter is called Th Zoe. Th thank you, my father. You ah, are always prophesying. Okay. My daughter is called Zoe, yes. the life of God. Yes, okay. Thank you so much, God. But child of God, hear this. Hear this. It's unlike, you know, every preacher can tell you this. If you are going to ask people to give online, it's different. People like fair, fair. They like fair fair. People don't like it and when yet still the ministry was able to be sustained and we are going on. And I know this for sure. And I told you time is coming where you will have to beg. Give us an opportunity to what? To give.
You will know. You will know. And then you will understand that this was giving you something. It wasn't about you giving. You were getting something. You were receiving something by giving. And I want you to take this as an opportunity. You will bring your seat to the altar. Or please, can I have, maybe let's do it this way. Can I have the, 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 the mobile altars here? And I, want, I, want, I don't want people to, we want this to be fast. So it will be easy. Because there are some of, the, some of you people are thinking, by the time I get there and then I go home, okay, we are coming to you. Bring, bring me the, I want to see if you've got any other excuse. Bring me the orders. All the orders, let them come and sit on the, over here. Put them on the altar. They are, they are bringing the orders to you today. If there is anyone who, who is still sick, anyone, if you are still sick, <laughs> if you are still sick, <laughs> and, uh, Put it on top, put it in separate order. Ah, go in separate order. Ah, ah, ah. Yes. First step. Just put them on the first step of the order. Anyone who needs healing, one or two or three or ah, everyone, everyone is blessed. Or he's telling me to pray for those that are watching us online. You are blessed. You are covered. You are protected. The grace of God is upon you. You will be multiplied in Jesus' mighty name. Let this word become your portion. This life of God becomes your portion. Let this life become your inheritance. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, leaders. Thank you so much. I would want you to come and take these orders back to the people and make sure we have some in the overflow. So all you do is just to go to a place where there is this thing here. You make sure it's like this. You don't put money there simply because maybe it's a wheelchair, but if it's this, you bring it here, bring it here, bring it here. Anything that you're going to use for this, bring it on the altar. I achieve besides when you end the These so ones all you can remove do as you are leaving this place is to locate any of these altars, mobile altars, and then you are putting your seed in there. That's the altar. It's coming from the altar. That's the altar. So, okay. Am I okay? Doctor, is there anything? It's okay. Okay. All right. The doctor is saying all is well.
Ah, ça tourne, ça tourne, ça tourne, Before we give, we are going to rejoice in the Lord. Hmm. You are free. The sick are healed in Jesus' name. The pain is gone in Jesus' name. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You see, there are four women barren here. Nine months from now, you are bringing a baby. Four. I'm about to go now. I'm about to go now. But this has just happened. If your spiritual womb was closed, it's open. If your brain was closed, it's now open. If your spirituality was closed, it's now open. Continue numbering the days. What you have received, you are having it now. Can you make us jump a little bit? You just remind your friend. Let's rejoice. rejoice. Let's be excited in the presence presence of God. Make us jump. Make us celebrate. God is not only on our side. God is in us. Let's put our hands together for the Lord as we celebrate. Simba Isra, Toshumira Tino, Toshumira Tino, Toshumira Tino, Toshumira Tino, Toshumira Tino, Toshumira I want to know my mother. I want to know my mother. I want to
Don't you know, 